Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the ODME podcast. I'm your host, Odette. On the ODME podcast, we talk all things vegan, all things parenting, and that includes from parents who are raising their children vegan, debunking some social media nonsense that's out there, to gentle parenting. As your host, I want to bring experts and experienced conversations right to your home. I will be speaking to some amazing people I have met while living in Dubai. As they have taught me all the tips and the tricks, I'd like to share those with you so you can apply them as of today. The ODME podcast is brand spanking new and thank you for listening. If you want to spread the word to your friends, and I thank you for doing so in advance, I suggest you hit the share button. If you don't want to miss out on any of the new episodes, go ahead and follow us and ring the bell for some updates. In today's episode, I will be debunking the ex-plant eater who defeated ulcerative colitis with meat. Ulcerative colitis? Ulcerative colitis. Not 100% sure about <laughs> about the pronunciation of that one. So I think I think for the sake of the rest of the show and to spare your ears of me trying to pronounce it, we'll just refer to it as UC. Full disclosure, I am not a medical doctor, nor am I a qualified dietitian. The purpose of this episode is merely to point out that whatever you see on social media is just a snippet. Sometimes, and most of the time, a snippet that has been taken out of a full interview and has been taken out of total context. Some of them is just a snippet to make it look extra gruesome and extra like wow factor. I say this because a very interesting reel landed on my Instagram feed, I would say a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months ago. Now, it's interesting because the reel's title read, Ex-plant eater defeats ulcerative colitis with meat. Now, of course, me following a fully plant-based diet, I just had to click on the reel and actually see what it was all about. As you all know, reels are limited with a maximum of five minutes. So when you find the snippet of an interview on social media, the message that it sends is either amplified or the other way around. Now in this case, when you look at that reel, it sounds like this poor woman was standing at death's door. With graphic and disgusting details, those who would watch the reel literally would say, ah, you see those damn vegans? They think they know it all. Look at this woman who cured her illness with meat. Being who I am, I tracked down the full interview and I listened to the full interview, which is available on YouTube, and I got the full picture. There's no way to understand a full story, especially not if it's just a few minutes from an hour interview. And you cannot understand the full story by just reading the back of a book's blurb and thinking that you know exactly what's going to happen in the book. No, you have to read the book from the start, you read the middle part, and you read the end. Only then can you decide if you actually enjoyed the book or not. This is the same concept. You have to watch the full interview, and I did. And I saw from the beginning 
to the end how this woman, the ex-plant eater as she labeled herself, how she defeated UC with only eating meat. Now this is not an interview based for myself as such, but I have taken snippets off of the interview that she conducted with someone else. I will be playing those and I'll be giving you my opinion about it. Just to kind of point out that don't always believe what you see the small snippets that you see on social media because there is a bigger picture and you need to understand what is going on. I have taken the liberty of taking out certain snippets of the interview just to make it a little bit easier and to point out the red flags that I discovered while watching the full interview. Before we continue, I'd like to explain what ulcerative colitis or UC is. According to Mayo Clinic, Ulcerative colitis is an inflammatory bowel disease, otherwise known as IBD, that causes inflammation and ulcers in your digestive tract. UC affects the innermost lining of your large intestines, which is your colon, and your rectum. Symptoms usually develop over time rather than suddenly. According to NHS.UK, many experts believe ulcerative colitis is an autoimmune condition. Now, I hope that makes it a little bit more clear of what UC actually is. So let's get straight to it. Yes, I became vegan when I was 13. It was after about a six-month period of me having anorexia. Oh, there's your first red flag. She had anorexia before she turned vegan now that's at the age of 13 now that's a really young age for someone to actually have an eating disorder but it's not very uncommon it's actually more common than you think but I just want to point out according to Dr. Bardone Cohn who specializes in the psychology of eating disorders she found that 60% of eating disorder patients who are either vegan or vegetarian reported that they adopted a vegan diet at least one year after the onset of an eating disorder. Let that little fact just sit and brew in your mind for a little bit. All right, let's go to the next snippet. Obviously, because I was 13, I was limited. Like I was still going grocery shopping with my mom. So I remember my diet was a lot of processed vegan foods like faux meats and stuff. And that's so gross to think about now. But it was foods like that. But it was also fruits and vegetables. I remember that that's always that always was a huge part of my diet back then. That is another red flag. I just want to make it very clear that going vegan or following a fully plant-based diet anyone can do it but if you don't know what you're doing you have to have to do your research now at the age of 13 she clearly doesn't understand what sort of research she should be doing she doesn't understand what sort of nutrition she should be uh, getting or anything of those sort of things i mean what 13 year old does and that's why she should have actually just sit down and have this conversation with her parents, her mother in particular. You know, if she's shopping with her mother, she gets her foods, you know, her food source is her mother. She doesn't do her own grocery shopping. She should have had this discussion with her mom and work out what is going to work. 
I'm not saying that her mother shouldn't have supported. I mean, we all know that you can raise your children vegan, vegetarian, without any issues. But you have to sit down and have the conversation and make sure that what you are doing, when you're transitioning into a completely different way of eating. Make sure that you know what you're doing. Get your facts uh, together. Make sure that you've actually spoken to some experts. If she had the conversation with her mother, go and see a pediatrician. At the age of 13, you can actually go and see a, a pediatrician or just your, your family doctor. Have the conversation with them. Make sure that what you're doing and what steps you're taking is the right steps. So I just want to point that out, that it's a, that's a very big red flag, that she had absolutely no resources or support her lifestyle that she wanted to change. As a result of that, obviously, she wanted to make sure that she is actually getting some information and, and she kind of knows what she's doing. She did actually... And I'll play the snippet for you in a second. She does actually report that she read the China study. Now, I'm not quite sure she doesn't say at what age she read the China study. And to be totally honest with you, I don't think any teenager would read the China study. But she continues to say that she follows YouTubers and that sort of thing. Now, again, this is exactly, exactly why I'm doing this episode is that Yes, you can, you can follow certain people on social media, but if you don't actually do the research yourself or speak to the experts, especially as a, as, as a young child as she was when she turned to veganism, if you follow those people and you definitely do not know the difference between someone just putting up a show because they want the ratings and the viewers or if they actually know what they're talking about. So I just, you know, in the next snippet, she clearly indicates that she got her information from reading the China study and following some YouTubers. Have a listen. Well, I had read books like the China study, which I think is a lot of propaganda now, but I read something. I read that. Um, I, I followed a lot of vegan doctors. Um, I, I followed mostly a lot of YouTubers, which are obviously not experts, but I saw them living this lifestyle that I admired and eating the way that I did. And they seemed to be fine. Um, but, you know, now I look back and I see like, oh, that person said that they had this health problem this whole time. And I completely disregarded that when I was vegan. So I did look in, I did try to look into it um, from like a medical perspective, like lo looking at the vegan doctors and stuff, but it was mostly YouTubers that I was watching and getting a lot of my information from and documentaries like what the health, um, and whatever other ones were out at the time. Oh, whoop de doo She watched a documentary. Everyone has watched a documentary in their life. But no one actually watches a documentary and takes that as their medical information or dietitian information and saying, oh, I watched this documentary and this is how I'm going to eat. Come on, people. Documentaries is... A form of entertainment. It's a form of people trying to get viewers and ratings and, you know, going global and that sort of thing. It's, it's just on a slightly bigger scale than YouTube and social media. Social media is, you know, it's media in a sense, but it's people who are reporting the media. Documentaries is based on the same thing. It's a media 
although not social, but these are people that go into, you know, years of research and, and uh, investigative reporting, if, if you want to call it that. And they put a show together for people to watch as a form of entertainment. By no means should anyone watch a documentary and then based on that say that they've been educating themselves on how to change their lifestyle or how they should be living their life. So please, this is again one of the reasons why if you change your eating habits, go speak to a professional like a doctor or a dietitian. That brings us to the next snippet of this interview. Again, I cannot stress it enough. This woman should have gone to a doctor much sooner. Not when she started feeling sick, not when she was feeling, you know, irritable, irritated bowel movements or when she actually started bleeding. No, she should have gone and seen a doctor, a professional, when she decided at the age of 13 that she was going to change her eating habits. Now let's take a few steps back to the beginning of this interview where she said she had an eating disorder and it was only for six months. When she started feeling ill and she wasn't feeling very well and she got diagnosed with the UC, first of all, the doctors didn't do a food diary with her. So I'm I'm quite particular when it comes to if something's not well inside your body and you have been diagnosed with uh, some form of disease or an autoimmune disease, you have to keep a diary, a food diary. So Note down, what do you eat on a daily basis? What have you eaten this morning? When does your symptoms get worse? When are your symptoms not as bad? Kind of go through the process of elimination. So I have to say, not bad mouthing the medical industry, but whatever doctors she was seeing, they should have done a food diary with her to actually figure out what foods are amplifying her symptoms. I'm just seeing red flags throughout this entire interview. Furthermore, she actually admits that she's still seeing her eating disorder doctors. I remember I was still seeing the same doctors I was seeing when I was um, like eating disorder doctors, basically. If you don't have an eating disorder, if it was really only for six months before you turned to veganism, why on earth is she still seeing her eating disorder doctors? I don't understand the whole concept of that. This is another red flag that I want to point out is that why would she be seeing her eating disorder doctors if she does not have an eating disorder? Now, don't forget, in the beginning of the interview, I pointed out that a lot of people who have suffered or is suffering from an eating disorder mask it by going vegan or vegetarian. And then we can listen to the next snippet. What Towards the end of veganism, I remember I would be talking to people or um, I used to make YouTube videos on a whole other account and I would be trying to just say some, like a thought that I was having and I would just lose track in the middle of the sentence or just not be able to think of the right word to say. Do I really have to point out the obvious here yet again? This is another red flag being vegan that um, she she complains that she had brain fog and she couldn't finish her sentences. I'm sorry, people. She's malnourished. 
if you remembered what I said in the beginning, she's got an eating disorder and she's still seeing her eating disorder doctors, surely that whatever she was going through is because she wasn't eating enough. That's plain and simple. Regardless if you're eating meat or not, she just simply wasn't eating enough food. It infuriates me that she's trying to blame veganism on the fact that she just didn't want to eat. I just don't want anyone to fall for the lies that they put on social media thinking that she fixed her UC just by eating meat. I think she fixed herself by simply eating regardless of what it is that she's eating. And I'm happy that if her symptoms have settled down and she's feeling a little bit better, then go ahead and eat your meat. But don't blame your eating disorder that you had on the fact that you were following a vegan diet. That's not fair. And that is false information. In her interview a little bit later, and I'll play that snippet in, in a few seconds, the interviewer was he was actually asking all the right questions, which is amazing. I mean, that's that's what makes for good podcasting or good <laughs> YouTube videos. And he asked her, what was her source of protein? And you'll hear in the snippet that her source of protein was absolute BS. Absolute BS. Let's have a listen to it. So I did, I had protein powders at times. I ate a lot of meat substitutes, which is really gross to me now, but I feel like those were the only things that were really like satisfying me on any level. So I would eat a lot of meat substitutes. I would eat a lot of beans. I would eat, um, pro I would have protein shakes. Um, and I would eat, uh, what else I said beans. I would base, I did focus on protein when I was uh, vegan, but it just wasn't, uh, it obviously wasn't adequate. I'm sorry, is she still suffering from brain fog or she actually can't finish a sentence or remember the protein that she consumed? Now, again, this goes back, goes back to my previous statement where I said that she wasn't actually feeding herself properly, regardless of what it is that she was eating. Yes, your protein shakes are great. It's a great substitute if you're on the go or if you actually do not eat enough food during the day, you should have your protein shakes. They work really, really well. Then she talks about uh, beans. Okay, yes, beans and legumes and pulses are great sources of protein. They're absolutely fantastic. In fact, if you go into my pantry and you have a look at all of the food that I have and my frozen foods, you will see that I have got lentils and chickpeas and beans, black beans, you name it. I've got it. Most of my recipes, I would say 90% of my recipes are based on beans. But I do not hear her saying the three magic forms of vegan protein. And that's your tofu, tempeh, and seitan. Again, that goes back to her not educating herself on what she's supposed to be eating. It just absolutely infuriates me that people think that they know what they're talking about and when you go 14 years down the line and you discover that you've actually damaged your body as a, as a result of that, you're trying to blame the term of veganism for your own 
negligence and your own your own case of being naive. All right, so let's just <laughs> let's just move on from that because I I I I get so upset because I'm so passionate about people needing to know that what you see on social media is not necessarily the full picture. And you'll hear in the next snippet, she actually says that she went on a diet when she was 11 years old. Now, earlier in her interview, she said that she had an eating disorder, anorexia, six months prior to her going vegan. And she went vegan when she was 13. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but my math does not make sense. Does that mean she had an eating disorder from the age of 11? Or did she have an eating disorder six months before she turned vegan and that was at the age of 13? Um, Have a listen to this. By around the time I was 11, I would say I had lost a lot of baby weight just because I always have been a pretty active person. So I was in no way even fat, but I decided at 11 that I wanted to lose 20 pounds. And I've always been very like stubborn and hard headed. So when I decided that I was going to do it no matter what. Do I have to point out the obvious here that her eating disorder started from a much younger age than what she confessed earlier in, in the interview? And I, I am heartbroken and very saddened by the idea that this young girl who is still trying to figure out who she is, what she is, you know, what her likes and dislikes are. And she was already stubborn and hard-headed at that age. And she had absolutely no guidance whatsoever. So she had body image issues. Uh, it sounds like that she had self-confidence issues as well. And, and it's quite alarming that people at such a young age do not have the correct guidance as to how to get themselves out of that. And there is so much more to the story than her just fixing her UC by eating meat. And that's the whole purpose of this interview. We are getting close to the end. The whole entire interview was about about an hour and I've only taken out snippets and I just wanted to point out all the obvious red flags that came to mind. One of the other things that came up in the interview is that how she got diagnosed with UC and then later on saying that she's never actually been for a full colonoscopy to fully diagnose her UC. So they did a partial one and that was how I was diagnosed. Nor has she been for any follow-up visits to see that since she's changed her eating habits, if it has actually corrected her UC. You know, if, if you do decide to go get, get followed up with your doctor and maybe they do some more testing to confirm the ulcer colitis is gone, I'd love to hear how that turns out. So that might be an interesting. I totally agree with that. I would love for her to put on social media and on her YouTube channel and all of those, how her results have turned out after the fact. At the time of this recording, the interview that she conducted or that she had was probably about two months old. That's not even a year after she started eating meat. So it would be extremely interesting to see what the colonoscopy or the follow-up of the colonoscopy would show. 
regardless if she's eating meat or not. I think the issues are much deeper than just being vegan and that she actually destroyed her body. She destroyed her body in so many other ways. The fact that she had an eating disorder, the fact that she didn't have any parental support or medical support in the beginning when she wanted to change her, her lifestyle. So regardless of any of that, if, if she is eating today and she's feeling better as a result of it, regardless if it's meat or not, I'm extremely happy about that. But I do want to leave you with this message and take it in a positive light or in a negative light. I don't care. I <laughs> This is just my personal opinion is that don't take social media as news and or medical facts unless it's a medical doctor who has conducted medical interviews and he's giving his medical opinion and advice. Then, yes, of course, you can follow it. But again, statements made by people like you and me, we can make it factual or non-factual. Okay, it really all depends on the person who's giving this information. It doesn't mean that it's it's true. It doesn't mean that anyone has done their research properly or the fact that they have got the experts that they've spoken to or the expert advice or anything. Sure, go ahead and watch the people for entertainment. Hell, I I watch a lot of people on social media, YouTube and, and Instagram and Facebook. Man, I love those people. But I know that whatever it is, the show that they're putting on is exactly what it is. It's a show. It's social media. It's fake news. Just know that whatever you put out there, even if it's your own content or if you just sending out content or forwarding content, someone else's content, just know that there's someone out there that is going to see it. There is someone that's going to listen to it. And it might be another ex-plant eater who is extremely impressionable at the age of 13 and just making absolutely poor choices for herself or for himself. So please just be, just be careful what it is that you put out into the world. And just know that it could be harmful. Maybe you as an adult understand the rights and the wrongs, what is fact and what is fiction, but not all of us do, especially those young minds. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of the support and all of the messages that I have received so far. Don't forget to subscribe and to follow. And of course, ring the bell so you can hear when the weekly podcasts update. In my next episode, I will be speaking to the expert, which is called the Potty Queen. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, life happens. Just don't forget to enjoy the ride.